We are back for another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 223. We start things off by describing the issues I've been having with my computer. Then we talk about the adventure that Rick's went on with Nancy. And as well, we talk about some arbitrary no's that our parents have given us growing up and how they scarred us as children. So with that being said, episode number 223 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. I was doing some work on my Apple laptop, and I don't know when this started, but my PC laptop has been my go-to laptop for everything, with the exception of, like, podcast stuff. And just the way I have it set up, and just because of this Apple computer is just so old, and um, when I was working on it today, of course, my mouse was giving me trouble. I was talking a little bit about that in the last episode, and I was getting upset. The one thing that just really grinds my gears is when I'm not given the tools to do work or the tools that I have are faulty preventing me from doing the work. Classic example, once I realized, like, this epiphany was when I was a waiter at the restaurant. And I'm trying to wait tables and, like, there's a shortage of of red wine glasses because they are broken. We don't have any pads to write. There's not enough pens. People are over – or the people have too many tables. It's just, like, one big mess. I'm like, fuck this. And ever since then, it's sure to happen at least once in any other job that I've had. Anyway, as I digress, um, I was getting upset and the mouse just stopped working. It was just like done for. And then just now the computer opening just the internet browser, it's not happening. And so these days, or I'm sorry, my computer, uh, its days are definitely numbered. And I now feel the, uh, I guess, I don't know. It's just, it's looming and I can feel it and I'm okay with it. I just need to back. I remember to back everything up and I don't understand. So as somebody myself who is so insistent on using something until it utterly dies, you go beyond anything that I've ever (laughs) seen another human. Like I'm, I'm like, I think that I'm a scrapper, bro. You do things that just really like totally baffle the mind as to this computer (laughs) that you have used. And I cannot count the number of times that it has caused us to reset our podcast and you've had to reboot the computer and do all these things. It's become a regular occurrence. It it comes to a certain point where it's like, bro, you can get a good solid like piece of, of equipment that can do the same thing for like 200 bucks. What the hell, man? Come on. My HP can definitely do it because it's PC, and uh, you were the one who told me about the free audio software, and so I can use that, right? As far as a comp- my computer needs right now, I have a computer, but I do not, at this moment, need a laptop that has the power and quality of Apple. You don't need that, but it's available to you at a very low cost, man. Like, cost-benefit analysis, 
I'm I'm one for like using thing and running it into the ground as much as I can. Man. You win. It feels like a win. And I'll get a new Apple laptop eventually, but if this dies, I just gotta back everything up tonight, and if this somehow dies, then I'm okay with it. I'm whatever, right? Yeah. I got as much so a reminder, because we this is one of those things where it was incremental, right? It was like, oh, that's weird. I need to restart my computer. We figured out that's why the uh, camera wouldn't work. That was one troubleshooting thing. Restart, hard restart, and it works again. And that, I figured out, happened when the computer would die. That would happen. So I had to keep it plugged in all the time or remember to charge it. And it's those little things. And then as the weeks went on, the files, it takes longer to restart and just takes forever to open files. It became... Like a 20-minute ordeal if we're ready to record and my camera doesn't come on, restart, wait, like, my goodness. Dude, so, okay, I have two different, like, parallel thoughts going on right now. Or one being I had a similar experience where it was maybe, like, five years ago where I had a laptop that I had been using for all throughout college and seminary, and then it suddenly stopped. And I lost all of the files there. And that was the point where I was like, dude, getting a getting a backup, like, external hard drive and putting all of it on that was, like, my primary focus. And then it was the other element of realizing, dude, it's just not worth the, the pain and stress of having to wait for the reboots and having to wait for, like, the, the loading things. But I know other people, you know, uh, Victor in Chicago right now, you know, he's somebody who will get something new every couple of years. Daryl and Joe here in New Jersey, every year they'll get a new iWatch or they'll get a new iPhone or something like that. And so you got to find a, that like middle tension where it's like you can utilize your equipment to the best of its ability for a certain period of time. But after then... You gotta, I mean, there's, there's a certain point where I've realized, gotta, gotta cut the cord at some point. I agree. I was looking at laptops and I thought about buying one, but I decided to wait. I thought to myself, well, let me come back to it in the fall. I don't need it right now. The computer's fine. Let me come back to it in the fall because that's usually when they come out with the newer models. And so then when they come out with a new model, the previous model is then discounted, even though it's only a year or two old. And generally... I know the Apple products really only have a, a I guess you can say, efficiency, efficiency period of four to five years max. And if you, you know, right, to each their own. If you are the type of person that wants to get something brand new every year, be my guest. I personally think it's one of the dumbest things you can do. You can spend your time so much better. I guess if you're only using it for one thing, then it's not kind of a priority to be able to replace it. So, so what about you? <laughs> this past past couple of days ended up going out. I know that you got a chance to meet Nancy, and uh, I know that you guys are able oh, to... Oh, right, this adventure. Tell me about this adventure that you guys went on. I completely forgot about that. So... This is one of those experiences where, I mean, for me, I don't know about you. Did you ever go to, like, zoos or go to, you know, kind of uh, aquariums or various things where it was just... We would go to uh, Cosley Farm in Wheaton or Cosley's, Cosley's Farm in Wheaton, that little, like, petting zoo type farm. 
I'd been to what's that? Uh, the zoo. I remember going to the zoo. But yes, I have experience in uh, in those areas. I remember the most visceral memory that I have from those experiences is the smell. Like you knew that you Very you were entering into a zoo when you smelled yeah the poop basically. It brings back this childhood nostalgia. It was fun when I was a kid, but I actually think zoos are, like, absolutely terrible. It's hard because where do you draw the line between profit and, like, actually trying to help the animals, you know? I can't remember the last time I went to the zoo. Oh, actually, the last time I went to a zoo, I do remember, it was 2016. I went with Perry, and we went to the Lincoln Park Zoo, and the only reason I went was because uh, it was free. And so I didn't feel like I was contributing a dollar amount to to it. So I felt okay. But when I'm there, I was like this. You can just you can just see it's like it's like who are you fooling? Like really? You like you you really think the back wall painted as the Serengeti has any value? Oh wait a minute, it does to the people walking through because it looks nice and it but really, you take the paint off the wall. It's just a fucking wall and bars and, like, not the proper amount of space they need. And I get it. Being rescued and they can't go back to the wild, which is why I said there's, like, at what point, like, where is the fine line in the sand that says if you do this and take this much money, it's okay. But if you do this and take this much money, it's not okay. And by whose standards are you operating? So we're going to get to that. Let me rewind just a little bit. and Hey, man, you asked the question. I just answered it, man. <laughs> let, let me cut and paste this. Hey, don't give, don't give me that look. Don't make me the bad guy. No. Okay, let's start with the good. Was that too much of an answer? That was too intense for you. You were not expecting that. No. Well, okay, it was, it was an answer that I was expecting later in the conversation. So, let's start with the positive. Going, going with Nancy reinvigorated some of the childhood wonder of going to a place like a zoo where I it was one of those things where I just I didn't I I had a very similar perspective of I don't really want to go here I don't really agree with the locking up of animals kind of thing and for her to just show this childlike wonder of saying, oh my god, I got to see the turtles, and I got to see the owls, I got to see the cougars, oh my goodness, I had not seen her this happy in so long, and so, you know, to be able to experience something that was really, um, wonderful in that regard, it was, it was pretty amazing, and I was thinking to myself, Gosh, when when's the last time that I've been to a zoo? The last time that I've been to any sort of like animal situation was back in Florida when I went to the I don't know if you remember who Carol Baskins was. Yep. I watched Tiger King. <laughs> it was it was that reserve. That was the last time that I kind of saw animals in captivity. It was different this time because one of the weirdest things that I experienced was they had wild like chickens and roosters just wandering around the location. Fuck that. 
I can't stand walking somewhere with like chickens and roosters and like farm animals just wandering around and not being in a secure area. Like I do not I do not want any fucking chickens walking near me at all. I just think they are so stupid. If you could have a pet of any species, what would that pet be? So outside of like normal, you know, dog, owl, hedgehog, chinchilla, Tarsier, I don't know how that's pronounced. Tarsier, that's the, like those little tiny animals with huge eyes that can leap in the air. Otter, duck, raccoon, chipmunk, squirrel. That's what I have so far. Wait. <laughs> you were not expecting that at all. You did not think that I, I had a list in my iPhone notes. Owl, hedgehog, chinchilla, tarsier, otter, duck, raccoon, chipmunk squirrel is the squirrel one that caught me by like i've seen them from a whole new perspective because of the a couple of the squirrels that are in my courtyard so they get really close to me it's not like in the suburbs where they're always at least 10 feet away 10 15 feet away right tell me what's the closest you've been to a squirrel it's not less than 10 feet these a couple of these squirrels they they chill like when i walk by and there's at the tree that's like a foot and a half in front of me we're eye level and it's chilling. It was like, it's like eating a whatever. And then it just chills and it kind of, it's a bit inquisitive. It kind of leans forward and looks at me and then it will go down the tree, walk up. It'll be right at my shoe. And I told you about that one time when I was drinking tea and it came up and was like pretty close to my mug to try and smell it. So I see them up close. I see them up close and it's completely changed the way I look at them. They're so awesome because also the show in my courtyard is very playful i've seen a few times like playing with the uh leaf from a giant it's a giant leaf from one of the plants and it's like jumping up and down and around and just having fun by itself playing with this giant leaf you really think that it would be possible for you to have a, a squirrel as a pet absolutely to train a squirrel would probably be the most difficult thing who said anything about training just, just let them be free. <laughs> let them run around your apartment. No, I mean, obviously, go I would, all over the place. Obviously, I would train it to. No, the only training that would taking that would be taking place is just make sure it's housebroken. And then, like, he can chill in the trees on some nights or whatever. Like, it'll, it, like the relationship is come and go, right? Like an owl. To, I mean, I don't want to keep it in my house. Got to let it go do its thing, eat mice or whatever it eats, and then just come in and chill while I'm watching a movie or something. Like. They can come and go. Have a giant pond in the backyard or or whatever, right? For the duck. I mean, the hedgehog would probably have to chill in my. Dude, house. I, I could, I could, outside, to- I could totally have a a pet hedgehog. Like, I would love that. That would be amazing. A squirrel, though, man, I feel like those creatures are so unpredictable. They are their own beings, and they are gonna go wherever the hell they want. That's why I like them. I mean, I guess when I say pet, like, I again, like, I don't want to have to be responsible for it. I just want to have that symbiotic relationship where we're friends and we hang out and it goes and does its own thing. And then it can it knows that it's welcome to come hang out with me if I'm, like, on the porch or in my house. The, the, the trust tree, like, to, to, like, gain, gain the trust of a squirrel to be able to say, hey, this dude's cool. I can chill with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you guys are at the zoo, and Nancy's having a great time. (laughs) 
all of a sudden I feel like my brain just got pulled backwards through this giant fucking wormhole. What the fuck just happened? Where did we just go? How do we get back so fast? I, I believe they call that a stream of thought. So we're at the park, and this is one of the things, too, that I didn't actually think about beforehand, is that, so, you know, Nancy, uh, she she has such a childhood imagination, and she wants, like, everything that is, you know, Disney-related, and everything's good and positive and stuff like that. And we get there, and one of the first animals that we come across is a horse, and it's feeding time. And so the horse sees the trainer bringing the food out. And so the horse's head is over the, the gate. She goes up to try and pet the horse. And then there's a sign right next to it that says, Caution, this horse will bite. And so I pull her arm away the first time. I said, No, no, don't do that. And she's like, Wait, what? And then again... Uh, she goes back, and so I literally have to move her body away from the horse and said, look at that sign. This horse can bite. Uh, and it, it was so interesting because me, myself, I also wanted to pet the horse because his head was over, like, in the walking path or whatever, where you could just walk by and just pet the horse. But at the same time, you know, you never know how the animal is going to actually react. Dude reliving childhood i don't know if you ever went on one of these uh trains that went around like the mini trains that went around a certain location the only experience i have of that was at like i mean it wasn't at the zoo it wasn't at any zoo it was just like at disney world in florida you know the trains that go from one park to the other <laughs> that are slightly bigger than the trains in the mall with the little children. <laughs> How old were you when you experienced that? Like the the last time? I was fifteen. That was when I was at Disney World. But like a train train, I know what you're talking about, right? Like it because you feel you're having fun because you feel like you're in a train, not a monorail, not like a tram, not some other bullshit, but like a thing that actually looks and resembles a train. The idea of a train when you're a child, which is like the old school locomotive. The last time was 15, Disney World for me. But you're saying at the zoo they had that, that you can go around and see the different animals. How big was the zoo, by the way? Is this smaller? Because a horse at the zoo, boring. Like, it was... Is this like Dino World versus Jurassic Park? Is this... uh... Dino World was sweet, though. But I mean, like, the idea of a zoo... And then you think of Jurassic Park. And then you think of Dino World relative to Jurassic Park. Is this what it, it is? Like a Dino World zoo? Dino You're shaking World, your head yes. Yeah, it was definitely a Dino, Dino World zoo. Dino World level. Like a three-star zoo. Yeah. Two stars, maybe. And okay. But, bro, I mean, like, to see to see the joy on somebody's face of being able to, like, see things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. It was absolutely amazing and and there were certain things because they had both the train that run ran around the entire complex as well as a carousel with all the different animals that they had in the zoo plus a dragon and so got a chance to have nancy go up on the dragon wait what a dragon they had like a replica dragon like a robot dragon carousel dragon oh the oh oh okay i thought i was in in this whole hodgepodge of what you were all saying i was like i was thinking that it was i didn't realize it was carousel i was thinking it was just like the dino world like a 
dragon standing there. I really appreciated the fact that we had gone to this place and she was so happy and was able to do all these things. But at the same time, man, I'm thinking to myself, bro, like some of these animals look so fucking miserable. Pretty obvious. Uh, I don't remember the last time I was at a zoo before the one in Lincoln Park in 2016. I have no idea. It had to have been... I think I went to the San Diego Zoo in 6th grade. That was the last time I was at a zoo. Yes. San Diego Zoo. 6th grade. With my family on vacation. After I wrote a persuasive paper. We learned to write a persuasive paper in 6th grade. And I wrote a paper on why we should go to San Diego for vacation and I got a good grade at it, and my parents read it, and we went to San Diego as a result. Do you remember in the year that we ended up going to Six Flags, right? Senior year. We went 2006. I was one of those who did not go. What? Why not? So, okay, so so context, right? We had to have the parents' permission and all this other stuff. We I already fucking know the an- I already knew the answer before you even started to explain it to me. I already fucking knew the answer. How did I know that? I'm so freaking intuitive. I already know. Your mom said straight up no. Your mom said no. Your mom said said told you no for whatever reason and you felt shitty because you're the only one and it's there's absolutely no reason for the response to have been warranted as a no. I know this because my dad was uh, very similar with sleepovers. Like once I hit age 12, boom, sleepovers out of the question because no, absolutely not because you're going to be staying up late. You're going to be eating junk food you're gonna, and you need your 10 hours of sleep. He was so fucking adamant growing up, 10 hours of sleep, 10 hours of sleep, 10 hours of sleep. And I couldn't do, go do shit. And w- he almost didn't want me to go to the fifth grade end of the year party, like graduate from elementary school. He almost didn't let me go to that. And I, for that reason, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. I almost was going to say, I know the re, I almost was going to say it beforehand. And I didn't because I just wanted to see just in case. And you said, parents having to sign a permission slip, getting permission from the parents. I know because I know because of my dad. And also I'll, I'll add to it. Uh, remember in sixth grade when we went to um, Springfield and we took the coach buses to Springfield and we got hotel rooms and you write down on the paper who you want to get a hotel room with. And do you remember that? No, you didn't go to that either. Hell no. Did you go to that? I did go to that and I was supposed to like get picked up by – my friends and go to it and but my dad was like no because you need to sleep extra and we'll take you ourselves and my friends my friend's dad got uh them like donuts and fun shit before dropping them off at like the location and i didn't get to join in on that because my dad's like no you got to sleep more like i told them not to pick you up because so whatever the fucking reason was and i just felt left out i will say the um the the only memory that i have from that point in time is being in the science class, being there the entire fucking day, and there was like four or five of us that were in the classroom who didn't get the permission slip signed. I did every big ride twice. And it was... (laughs) 
and it was only high school kids. As somebody, as somebody though, who was kind of petrified of exhilarating experiences. No, but you still want to hang out with your friends. You don't have to go on the rides, right? I wanted to be a part of just, you know, not necessarily like going on the rides or anything. Just being there to be like, hey, I did this, and I. It was. It was one of those, um, not traumatic, but it was just an experience that I had. Where I just remember sitting with, um, I can't remember if it's uh, Fa- uh, Faison Babu or or someone like that who was in. Oh yeah, yeah. We used to hang out in study hall a lot. I, I had a couple classes with him. I think. And I, I think he was one of the ones. Faven. Yeah, yeah. That didn't go as well, and so there, I, literally, there were only like five of us who were just there. We weren't learning anything. I know anything. Faven probably opted to do homework yeah no we i know that but yeah we weren't learning anything we weren't doing anything we were just there it's like oh yeah all right so this is kind of a free day for you guys you know do whatever you want to do and so i was i was writing my fantasy books in the meanwhile and it's just like that's good yeah good in whatever yeah yeah, relativity as opposed to experience right you know God, man, it's one of those things where you don't realize that you've missed something until you've actually missed it. And uh, that was one of those one of those times where it was just like, oh, why? Dude, in in middle school, all the time, the the people I would hang with, uh, it'd be like uh, they'd stop calling me to do shit because they knew the answer would always be no. It's always like, oh, we're going to do this really fun thing and then have a sleepover. Uh, I'll just say real quick, we don't have to dive into it, but I was going to joke and say, oh, do you remember the senior year cookout? Oh, no, you don't because you were stuck in Mr. Haas's class and he took everyone prisoner and you guys weren't even allowed to go to the bathroom because you're doing class presentations for an elective AP course. (laughs) I was like, fuck, dude. Last day of school and you can't hang. You're stuck in AP class. So I will say, for my credit, I actually did come out for the period before that AP class, but then I was like, I got a piece. Right, you got to experience it, but the whole point is just to be running wild and just hanging out on campus and coming and going as you please, because you're a senior, you do whatever you want. You ever see the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey? Look up, look up Yes Man, and that is, that's exactly what it's about. His friend tells him, like, hey, this guy completely changed my life. I've just been saying yes to everything and been having an awesome time. Because essentially, your frequency is too low, just saying no to stuff. That's why you just got to say yes to stuff. And if there's something you don't want to do, then you don't want to do it. But there is that line where you're like, oh, should I? I don't know. I kind of want to, but it's easier for me not to. Right? If you don't want to do something, it's a hard no. But there's always those moments where uh, you're on the fence and then – And then you have a life of realizing that you've always been on the fence and then pull back instead of saying yes to a few things. Well, and and that's part of the reason, too, why you ended up moving to California. It's a wild ride, man. It's a wild ride. It's not over. This is kind of a tangent before we end, uh, but I'm kind of curious about your thoughts because I know the past, you know, month or so, there have been various... um, People who have been talking about like global warming and climate change and stuff like that. Like, if we don't change stuff, we're we're all gonna be dead by the time that you know 
Uh, the, like, humanity will be extinct by 2090 or something like that. And it's like, if we're going to be living to 110 years old, I don't know I, if that's ever something that's crossed your mind. I, I'm just random question if if you're if you've ever thought about that i have but i haven't usually when i think of people living a long time i'm thinking in terms of technological and health and advances in health right yeah for the but i was watching a a documentary recently about global warming and just in current events related to the earth anything and everything about the ecosystem and preservation of of life and living in accordance with the earth and all that. But it makes me think now like, oh shit, I spend so much time thinking about technology and outer space. I'm like, oh shit, because then the other side of the coin that is deteriorating just as rapidly as we're advancing in technology is sustainability. Yeah. That's why too, I think of the movie Elysium, like – Sooner or later, I mean, think what you're it's getting a rocket ship to Mars is not exactly like buying a bus pass. Not everyone's going to be able to go and explore and go to the new, uh, the new world. Same with history repeats itself. Same with settling in the, in the U.S., which, right? It's like the first people that show up. Great note to end on episode 223. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all gonna just die <laughs> episode number 223 until next time until next time